Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Get Wrecked, the only podcast anywhere in the world where two buds take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems, and oddities. I'm of course your host and resident clown with the flaming head Thor, joined today as always by my friend and co-host. He's going the distance, he's going for speed, it's Micah. That song was in Twisted Metal, and when it happened, I was like, this is cake. That's cake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, near the end of this season, but, but yeah, it was in there. Yeah, it's the final, the episode before the final episode? Yeah. Or, no, that that it is the final been, episode. Yeah, the final episode, when they were actually Twisted Metaling. When they were actually twisted meddling. Yeah. <sighs> My guess, so we have to address the elephant in the room. Yeah. Which is that we've just spent like an hour with audio issues trying to get this to record. Never let it be said that we do not put the effort in to give you mid-quality content. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we had a friend of ours here, a special guest to be announced later because we were recording a different episode. Your computer just decided to say, fuck, fuck you. All the things died. Literally. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm done recording. Also, I'm not going to recognize USB ports. Also, I'm not going to recognize Wi-Fi. Also, I'm done. It just literally everything stopped. Yeah. So we had to tell him, you know what? Let's we're going to have to reconvene and do this again because we had recorded like 30 minutes. Yeah. It really sucks, too, because we were in a really good spot. We were in mid, like we were in a flow. We were having good conversation. You guys probably would have thought it's the best episode that we've ever done. The best one. I'm doing Trump accordion hands while I'm telling you this. It's a great episode. We were recording this episode. What a great episode. People have told us it's the best episode. No one knows more about better episodes than us in this situation. <sighs> yeah. So so anyway. Um, so we might be coming in a little bit hot today. A little bit. There's a sense of frustration on both of our ends, which I think is apt for the content that we are covering for this episode. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I so, don't, you know, I don't even have any pre-show chat. I don't know if we need it. I just I, needed I think, to vent how much that goddamn sucked. Yeah, we have a pre-show rant going but, on. Yeah, You know what? Here's the thing. Me and Micah are not stupid people. I would like to think that that's the case. I mean, I may be a dum-dum sometimes, but I don't... I generally am pretty good with knowing things. I teach computer software for a living. It's artistic computer software, but it is computer software. But... Figuring out audio hardware interfaces on a computer is as fucking boring and complicated as it sounds. It's so tedious and unnecessary. If anybody listening does podcasts, I'm sure that you've had this this issue. Um, but regardless, we're ready to move on. Let's talk about some twisted metal. Are, we, are you ready to move on? I am ready to move on. Okay. <laughs> Let's have a better... You know what? Namaste, Micah. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> Let's get into Twisted Metal. Hey, folks. Make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly via email. Or, I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feet pics. You creep. I don't know what you're into. I don't care. 
we'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Alrighty, Micah, so on this episode, we are going to be discussing the recent release from Peacock of Twisted Metal, a TV show based on a game that didn't really have a plot or a storyline. It was just a basically like a Royal Rumble shooter game, but instead of a first-person shooter, you were driving around cars with fucking guns and missiles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the plot for those games was they need to have a plot so that you can excuse people in an arena shooting at each other in cars. If I'm honest, if I'm being honest, I remember loving Twisted Metal. Oh, dude, absolutely. I remember very little about there. I didn't know there was a story. I thought you just picked a level and you killed everybody. So yeah, my my experience with Twisted Metal come from primarily two Twisted Metal games. One was Twisted Metal 2, uh-huh. which was for the original PlayStation, and then the next one that I really dove into was Twisted Metal Black for the Twist or for the PlayStation 2. I do remember Twisted Dude, Metal Black. Twisted Metal Black was so good. If I'm being honest, I'm not sure which one I played. <laughs> <laughs> Twisted Metal Black had a a really serious dark undertone to it where prior to that there was i would say that the content of it was dark but it was a little bit zany and wacky because it was recognizing what it is with twisted metal black they tried to take away any of the comedy they just made it overtly over the top depressing and dark they even took okay um, i think twisted metal 2 is what i played then because i don't remember that yeah, well, and and there were Twisted Metals in between those. So there was Twisted Metal 3, and I I know that there was that one. I don't know if there's more beyond that. I basically played Twisted Metal 2. Uh, 3 existed. I don't know if there was more after that. There were also Twisted Metal clones that showed up. Like, there was a game called Vigilante 8, where it was basically the same thing, but the front cover on the jacket for that was a bus with machine guns. Like, somebody used a, a, just a school bus. Is that, like... You know when like a a big budget Hollywood movie will come out, yeah, and then a smaller studio will just make a clone of it with like a slightly different. Oh name, yeah, just a full. That's on exactly knockoff. what that is. Yeah. Okay. Right yeah. on. Uh, the biggest instance of that for me with movies was when Transformers came out. So Transformers came out, and at the time I was a manager at Blockbuster, and when that movie came out, some B-rate film company made a movie called Transmorphers. Not Transformers, but Transmorphers. And I remember somebody renting that movie thinking that it was the the movie Transformers. <laughs> oh, no. Even though the movie Transformers was still in theaters. Dude, can you imagine how bad the CGI was in the movie Transmorphers? Oh, dude, it, was, it had to be awful, all right? Like, I didn't watch it, but it the Photoshop on the front of the jacket was disgustingly bad. So, of course, the the CGI is going to be awful. Yeah. But it wasn't just specific to trans- Transformers. That was almost every movie. Every big Hollywood film that comes out, there are, like, three studios that are low-budget B-film companies 
that are trying to make a quick buck on the name of that triple a film that's coming out mm-hmm. yeah and i i miss the days when there used to be like softcore porn would do the same thing Dude, <laughs> can i tell you my favorite skinamax film yeah lord of the g-strings which was a lord <laughs> of the rings parody and the main character was named dildo sagans and it was a softcore (laughs) porn parody of lord of the rings that's ridiculous that's ridiculous did they have pretty good it was pretty good (laughs) did they have a weird um parody slogan of the one ring to to rule them all was it like one wang to rule them all something like that i mean it was lord of the g-strings so i think it was like women with like g-strings sure there was like the one g-string Right. Oh, okay. Instead of the ring, it's been it a long. The, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Okay. But well, yeah. I mean, I miss. I miss. I don't think they do like porn parodies anymore, or they they may still do it, but it's just. I think that that industry has changed quite a bit with the technology that we have. Yeah, absolutely. OnlyFans <sighs> didn't exist at the time. Yeah. 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 But twisted metal. Twisted That's weird. metal. So I was looking on Wikipedia because how the memory works, right? It's like pictures. So I think Twisted Metal 3 was the one that I primarily played. Okay. But in any case, I mean, you can differentiate between Twisted Metal 1, 2, 3, Black, whatever it is. There's not too much of a difference between the games. Yeah, the concept of the game is pretty simple. You drive around in your car with different weapons, and you blow shit up, and you try to kill the other cars. It's Call of Duty, it's Halo, but instead of being a person you're a car driving around yeah which was pretty fucking sweet back in the day it was so much fun so to me why i recommended this is because my initial reaction to knowing that they were making a twisted metal show was like this is stupid why would you ever do this (laughs) and then i was pleasantly surprised by the way they took it and how well executed it was okay for being a a tv show based on a game that has such a silly concept i'm like where can they take this that isn't dumb and they lean i feel like they leaned into the silliness perfectly sure while actually creating a narrative that was engaging and actually pretty heartfelt in a lot of spots okay all right that that was kind of my take on it so micah what did you finish the whole season yeah yeah i watched the whole thing which is honestly folks spoiler alert ahead but go watch it i mean it's not it's 10 episodes they're 30 minutes it's a pretty easy watch yeah it is behind the paywall so what peacock does so it's streaming on peacock you can watch the first episode for free after the first episode you need to pay you have to have a subscription to watch the rest of it which they do the same thing for the office except it's the first season that's kind of how Peacock does their things. Oh, really? Yeah. So you pay for Peacock. God, that's the worst season of The Office. Yeah. Well, that's probably why they give it out for free. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's before uh, Michael had had hair transplants. Yeah. So so that's how they do things. So this is on Peacock. It is technically behind a paywall. I don't know how, Pe- how much Peacock it costs for a month. I mean, if you're the unscrupulous type, you can probably find it online elsewhere. I'm not recommending that or condoning that. However, let's be real. It exists. Sure. Um, so, okay. So my initial thoughts. 
I there were a lot of things that I really liked about this about this series. I liked Anthony Mackie. I thought he was a pretty good protagonist, seeing him in something other than the Marvel superhero films. I don't know if I've seen him in anything other than Marvel superhero films as uh, Falcon slash the new Captain America. Yeah. You know, there is one thing you may have seen it. Honestly, probably one of my favorite roles. Hands down, it is my favorite role of his. That he's in? Okay. Black Mirror. He is in one episode of Black Mirror. I haven't watched any of Black Mirror. Okay, well, here, I'll give you a rundown of the episode real quick. It's a pretty cool concept. There's this guy and another guy. They're friends. They both are playing VR. It's like a futuristic VR headset video game. And they're playing like a Tekken uh, Street Fighter style game. Okay. But it's like advanced VR. They don't realize that they are playing against each other. One of them is playing a man. One of them is playing a woman in the video game. They fall in love and start like making love in the video game. I hate that. And then they realize that, oh, you're the person I fell in love with and are forced to confront those feelings in real life. That they have been making love to each other in this virtual reality setting. And then they are actually, but then they're like, oh, we're actually bros. This is why I it's, don't watch Black Mirror. <laughs> Dude, Black, it's. <laughs> That's, that I, sounds I get, like a perfect description. I get your. As to your why apprehension. I stay away from Black Mirror. But, and and regardless of, like, yeah, that's a weird concept. Uh-huh. I feel like a lot of times with the Falcon, you don't really get to see Anthony Mackie's range. Sure. In that one hour episode of a show. Yeah. It really showcases that he's a very talented person who can do a lot of stuff. Okay. That's, uh, I mean, that's cool to hear that he has acting chops. I would say that this film, I don't know how much it really stresses on on the acting capabilities of Anthony Mackie. I enjoyed his role. For Twisted Metal? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I like, because once again, this is another time where you get to see another side of him. Because I feel like the Falcon is always so, he's straight-laced, he's always serious. Yeah. Yeah, you do I get like a more comedic him, end. Yeah, he can he can do comedic. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, I, w- I would say that. Something else that I that I liked about this is that he was not super fit in this film. I kind of really not really enjoyed it, but I actually appreciated that. He felt like an average Joe. Yeah, he felt like a human. Not a superhero. He felt like a guy who drives around in a car all day. Yeah. Like, so the shirtless scenes for him, he wasn't like super chiseled. Yeah, I noticed that. He's actually pretty. He's got some, he's got like that layer of fat on his belly. He feels like an actual human being, which was nice to see because I felt like if, if he would have taken his shirt off, I 100% expected superhero model physique. Washboard abs. Yeah. From, from that. And so not seeing that was actually kind of refreshing a little bit. I, I get mean, that. If it was the other way around and he did have washboard abs, it wouldn't have affected me at all. But the fact that that wasn't the case, I took notice to it. I would say that knowing what I know about the video games, I would say I'm fairly familiar with the plot because there was a plot with the Twisted Metal storyline. I would have really enjoyed more Twisted Metal in this Twisted Metal show. That being said, I enjoyed the show for what it was, but I do feel like they focused a lot 
on the characters, which was great. I think that storytelling wise, that was probably a smart choice, but I felt like it didn't feel like Twisted Metal up until the very last episode. That is true. You don't get it until the very last episode. Yeah. But and at that point, at during the last episode, they unveil kind of why they approached the season the way they did. Yes. They set it all up because there's going to be another season. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if it's greenlit. I mean, if it is, it's obviously going to be pushed back with all the the writers and actors strikes that are going on. Sure. So it it's probably going to be a long time till we get a new season of anything. Of anything. <laughs> yeah. Right. Short of stuff that's not already in the can. Yeah. But the reason they did that is. Because next season is they've set it up that next season is going to be full on twisted metal. Yeah. The tournament of cars versus cars. Now, if it gets to the second season and it's not, it's another season just like this one. That's going to be disappointing. I would agree. Because they have set it up to be like. Well, and you know, so here's here's my thoughts on that, because through the entire season, I'm like, this is fine. I, I am enjoying this. But other than throwing sweet tooth in your face with Will Arnett voicing. Sweet mm-hmm. Tooth, and we'll talk about Sweet Tooth. But other than him, John Doe was a character in the Twisted Metal game. Quiet was not. There were other characters sprinkled throughout that were drivers in the Twisted Metal franchise. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things is like, once again, I don't have a ton of memory, but I kind of felt when there were like characters, I was like, I'm pretty sure that feels like it would have been a character in a yeah. video game. And John Doe was one of them. I think that John Doe showed up in Twisted Metal Black. Uh, I, I could be wrong. I, I'm i not like a super in-depth Twisted Metal fan. I, I don't know all the lore. But it, the film or the show, it was good. I liked it. But other than the last episode, there wasn't too much that had to do with cars fighting cars. It was very much uh, John Doe and Quiet, the two characters, Anthony Mackie. And then what's the um, what's the woman who plays Quiet? She's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, Stephanie Beatriz. Yeah, so 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 both of them were great. I think they they did a great job in this series as as main actors and and actresses. Thomas Hayden Church as the main villain, fantastic dude. He's so he does he not have the best fucking voice in the world? It's pretty awesome. I could literally. It's pretty awesome. He could read me the ingredients off of a shake and bake or something. (laughs) Sure. There's yeah. a little bit of glycol trimestamine and there's a little bit of garlic and thyme. And I'd be like, Jesus Christ, just take me to bed right now, Thomas Hayden <laughs> He's got a voice he, for dude, sure. That voice. Yeah, for sure he's got a voice. And like that was a character from the video game. But there wasn't a lot of that. It was a lot of Anthony Mackie's character, John Doe, basically being set up in this world scenario where if he does this delivery then he can get on the inside of a city and basically cities are like fortresses now you've got cities where life is normal but it's all boarded up and guarded with guards and outside of that it's essentially a hellhole desolation mad max scenario so the whole premise of this series is is that he's trying to make that run so that he can do the run so that he can get paid by becoming a citizen in this in this main in this main city yeah new san diego is that what it was where he was trying to get into. Yeah, that's where he was trying to go to. Yeah. So, or, no, San Francisco. New San Francisco. Yeah. So so all of that was, was cool. I think that that's a good storyline. But through the entire thing, I'm like, I don't know how much this is really twisted metal, per se. Because all of the conflict through the entire show had nothing to do with cars. 
he was a driver. He was a milkman. He made deliveries. All of that was car-based. But a lot of the conflict that was happening was more with communities that he was stumbling across, gangs, things like that, that weren't necessarily car versus car action. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, I could see that. It certainly does. But I kind of feel like the world is set up where cars are the world. You know what I mean? Like everybody's relationship with their car is kind of important. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, yeah, so I guess... It's more of the plot driver than the actual than the actual plot setting itself. Yeah, I just think that if they were if they were to keep the setting, the plot, the whole plot, keep it the same. Okay, but have a little bit of car versus car action, a little bit more sprinkled throughout the series. Because at the very end, you're like, "Oh, shit's going down." Dude, yeah, that last episode when you actually get the battle royale between yeah. the cars, it's fucking dope. It's, aw- it's awesome, right? It's exactly what you've been hoping for the whole time. Yes, 100%. I think that the payoff is really good. Um, But I would have liked a little bit more of that sprinkled throughout. I think that's a fair criticism. Um, They they certainly leave you waiting because you really only get that for the first episode when John Doe is trying to like escape a bunch of like vultures. mm -hmm. You get a really awesome car chase scene where they're fighting with cars. Yeah. And then in the 10th episode you get the big battle royale that really represents the actual twisted metal game. Yeah. And in between you are correct. There is, it all kind of revolves around them driving and it revolves around the fact that cars have now, you know, there's a traveling convoy. That's a city. Yeah, that was cool. I I really like that. It revolves around that, but visually and action wise, you just don't get that. Yeah. I think that's a pretty fair criticism. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I think that that was, though? I'll bet that that was budget. I haven't looked at the budget for this series, but I'll bet that they're like, here you go. This is the money that you can do for this. Almost certainly. And then they looked at it and thought, okay, so how do we make a series with this budget work for Twisted Metal? You don't have a – again, this is all just hypothesis on land. But I'll bet that the money that they were given for this was not a ton of money because this is a franchise that nobody has really even talked about for forever. Right? They're kind of bringing back this dead franchise. Absolutely. So I'll bet that they go, let's have a good car fight scene at the beginning and a good car fight scene at the end. That's going to use up like 65% of our budget. The rest of that, we've got to be a little bit low on car fight scenes because CGI wise, visual effects... That costs money. I I like the way you're looking at this. This is a very technical way of looking. And you know me, I love the nitty gritty details. I love the mechanics of stuff. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Because here's probably what happened. They probably went into like, into a pitch meeting and they said, look, we want to do a Twisted Metal show. And they're probably like, okay, well, in the world of streaming, there's a million things that people can watch. Mm-hmm. We can't give you a huge budget to do fucking car scenes. Yeah. Because it has to be expensive. Because there's, not to say they don't use CGI, obviously they do. But there is a lot of actual physical special effects in the scenes with the cars, right? Yeah. Which I have to imagine is very expensive. So that's probably the reason that the whole season was set up the way that it was. Like I said, they're setting up for the second season. So they're probably like, okay, let's build a really great story. 
and get people hooked into the actual story. And then if people watch it, next season we'll get a bigger budget where we can actually yeah. do twisted metal. Well, and that's that was the last episode, right? Exactly. Like that was that was them going, okay, if this is successful, we can do season two. We'll get more funding and we can do what you're expecting from Twisted Metal. And okay, so I just did a quick Google. Are you ready for this? Okay. Now I'm gonna compare this to The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian Perfect. notoriously has one of the highest budgets for TV. But let's just take that as a benchmark for visual effects and as far as TV streaming episodes. Okay. The Mandalorian costs, they were given a budget of $15 million per episode. Holy shit. All right. And there's eight episodes per season. So yeah. you, you do the math. Remember how I said I was a smart person? Person. Yeah. Doesn't apply to math. <laughs> you do so, the math. So this is saying that The Mandalorian has cost a total of $360 million. It doesn't include the Grogu animatronic, um, which evidently Grogu costs like $5 million bucks to set up. So $360 million. Twisted Metal Season 1 has $82 million. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense then. Yeah. So this is a common thing with budget in that you can tell a pretty effective story for not that much money. If you don't have the money to make it grand, then you use the funds that you have to make it personal. And that can tell an effective story. It doesn't cost much money to tell a personal story. And with this, I think that that's exactly what they did. Because they focused on John Doe. They focused on Quiet's backstory. All of that. And I felt like it was really, really effective. Uh, For the most part, I liked it quite a bit. I I actually did enjoy this series. Yeah, honestly... Take the name Twisted Metal out of the show, and you have a fun action comedy show. Yeah, exactly. That that's kind of what I'm what I'm alluding to is that it it didn't necessarily feel like Twisted Metal for the majority of the show. Yeah, but it makes sense. You know, you use the name Twisted Metal so that people come into it because they're coming in for the nostalgia factor. And if they are a diehard Twisted Metal fan, they'll be like, "Oh, John Doe, I remember that character." And then, of course, Sweet Tooth, who's the most iconic character of the series. Yeah, they had to do Sweet Tooth. Yeah. Of all the characters, be honestly, there's not a single character I can remember for sure outside of... Outside of Sweet Tooth? Sweet Tooth and uh, Thomas Hayden Church's character, which I can't even think of. I can remember the vehicle. I yeah, can't, the police car. Yeah, the police car guy. Yeah. Uh, Agent Stone. Agent Stone, yeah. So Those from, are the two most iconic characters. Obviously, they have to put them in. Yeah. I wanted to see Mr. Grimm, which in Twisted Metal, he was always the dude on the motorcycle. Okay. So seeing the end episode where they're like, here's a tournament. It's happening. All the best drivers are entering it. And they started showing, showing screenshots. Dude, I was legitimately getting excited for season two yeah. when that came up <laughs> because they showed Mr. Grimm and I'm like, oh, he's going to be in it. Dude, yeah. And they showed Twister. Um, and again, she was uh, one of the truck. She was like the leader of the truck city envo- convoy thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she was in it. Um, but they also put Axel in it. I don't know if you remember Axel. He was this dude who. Yeah. I c- couldn't tell you the name. Describe the car to me. Oh, Okay. With Axel, there wasn't a car. It was just a man who had his hands like in a in a str- 
straight out clothesline fashion going into two giant monster truck wheels. Yep. That's so I saw a dude uh, and it was just him. And you saw like the rubber of the tire, like the side. And I'm like, that's fucking Axel. I know for a fact <laughs> that that's Axel. That's Mr. Grimm. I'm getting excited yeah. for, for season two. So it was kind of weird because as I was watching this through the whole thing, I'm like, yeah, I like this. It's not necessarily Twisted Metal, or at least what I think of Twisted Metal. Sure. But then that last episode, it gave me what I wanted for Twisted Metal. I just wanted more of it, where it was everybody fighting everybody in cars, all the goofy zaniness. And then they prepped it with, like, next season, we're going to have this tournament, and these are the characters that are going to be in it. I love tournament shit. I love it. I love teams going against each other with brackets and shit. I'm not into sports at all, so that's never a thing for me. But as far as movies and things like that, seeing a nice bracket tournament scenario, one of my favorite things of all time. Oh, yeah, for sure. I love it. Yeah. So the end got me super hyped for season two. Hopefully that happens. (laughs) We're going to pause real quick because Micah just spilled a beer. Alrighty, folks, so we are back. Uh, the beer spill has been cleaned up. It wasn't so, my fault, Thor. <laughs> no, you were animated with your hands. Yeah. What are you going to... You start talking about Twisted Metal, you're going to get hyped. I'm going <laughs> to start waving my hands around. It's going to happen. Alright, so we've kind of talked enough... Of, I, I or We've talked about like how Twisted Metal-y the show is. Mm-hmm. Kind of that aspect. So I'd like to dig a little bit into like the actual story, the actual show. And obviously, when you watch a whole season of a show, we can't go into the nitty gritty and go to as far as like the plot of it. There's too much to cover, right? Yeah. But I do want to kind of cover like, how do you feel about the plot overall? Where were some of your like favorite moments from the show? To be honest, the first episode, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about this. I didn't quite care for the comedy mixed with the action at the very beginning, like at the very initial intro to our main protagonist. Didn't I wasn't too set on that. That was okay. mm, I started to like it more as it went on. There were parts that I found endearing through a number of different scenarios while at the same time, I don't know how I felt about Sweet Tooth as a character. I think that's a tough character to nail, yeah. honestly. Uh, and and I don't know, I don't know if they did the character weird, uh, interesting. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back. Sweet Tooth had a weird combination of a deadly facade, right? Because he's a homicidal maniac through and through. Sure. Yeah. He's also a little bit of Peter Griffin. <laughs> yeah, he's also a little <laughs> bit of a sweetheart. Yeah. So he was kind of an interesting character to watch. And I, when I envisioned Sweet Tooth, that's not how I envisioned him as a character. No, he kind of, if you were to just go off the game, you'd think Sweet Tooth, oh, it's just this psychopathic clown. Yeah. It's like what you think ICP is, right? Like, it's just a homicidal clown. With no good qualities. Like, nothing about Sweet Tooth makes me go... That's somebody that I want to be around. Yeah, no, it's kind of interesting how they approached him. He's like nuanced where he's this person with 
like severe mental illness mm-hmm. who he loves clowns. It, it actually kind of makes sense, I think, where it's like he loves clowns. He's a happy guy. He's a nice guy. But he also loves murder. <laughs> right? So, so yeah, because there was the episode where where you get his background a little bit. And he's like a kid child TV star. And you come into the episode and they just change the name of the show. But you don't really have any context for that. And he, he's like, why do they change the name of the show? People like me, too. And... He's clearly jealous of his co-star, but then it turns out that his co-star's a dog. And <laughs> yep. every, like everybody loves the dog. And it's a golden retriever. And so this kid loses his shit. It's a live recording for a TV show, mid-recording, and just murders the dog on stage in front of everybody. <laughs> what? How fucking brutal is it that? It was so wild. And I'm watching that part just going, oh my gosh. Thankfully, they didn't show any of the violence. It was they a couldn't. thing. Yeah, Do, torture, kill humans as much as you want. Don't you start touch messing a dog. with a, in a specifically a golden retriever. Yeah, the most noble of fucking animals in right. our, on a on this planet Earth. Yeah, no, not yeah. a chance. You can't get away with that. So, so like that was a bit intense. I think overall, I enjoyed most of the scenes. I, I enjoyed most of this show. Yeah. Yeah. The the ball pit episode was kind of a fun episode where they were stuck because of these crazy lightning storms. The the romantic comedy aspect of this show really I don't know if I'm just getting older because I dude, we've talked about I've been getting a lot into like reality television. Sure. Which is kind of weird. I, I don't know if it's just the thing of getting older, but I've I've gotten so much more I'm open to watching entertainment of people experiencing love and experiencing emotions. Yeah. Dude, the romantic comedy aspect of Quiet and John's relationship Mm -hmm. is genuinely like very so well done. I had moments where I was like tearing up, like especially towards the end You know, because they kind of, like, admit that they're falling in love during the ball pit episode. Yeah, yeah. During the drive-thru episode. And then later, John chooses to go after Evelyn. His car. His car, whom he also has a very strong relationship, which I want to get into as well. (laughs) But it's like... So once again, I don't know if it's I'm just getting older or if it is just really that well done, where it's... It's genuinely like they do such a great job of it's very funny. Sure. But it's also you get so emotionally invested in these characters. You kind of the silliness goes out the window and you forget that it's this funny over the top action comedy. And you're genuinely just feeling like heartbreak when John is feeling heartbreak or you're genuinely feeling warm and fuzzy when the romance is going the way it should. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, man, they have a pretty unstable relationship. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Like, for sure. Like, uh, I would agree with you 100% through all that. I was rooting for both of them. I, I really was. Um, and it was nice to see the transition of Quiet's character going from somebody who's not talking at all to just becoming a standard character in the show. 
Dude, I Stephanie Beaut- have you ever watched Brooklyn Nine Nine? Yeah, yeah. Ashley and I watched all of that. Actually, dude, it's that's a very funny and it's a great show. Yep. And honestly, in this show, Stephanie Beatriz is kind of playing a pretty similar character to the character she plays in Brooklyn Nine Nine, which yeah. I believe is Martinez. Maybe I think so. I think that that's what she goes. I'm by. probably a racist. It's something. It's a Hispanic class name. She's a she's a Hispanic <laughs> woman. But in that show, she's very one-dimensional, and occasionally you get to see the other side of her. Yeah. Whereas in this, she's a much more nuanced, real person. Yeah. She plays uh, Rosa Diaz. Diaz, that's it. So, other stereotypical Spanish last name. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But but she does play a very, like, in in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it's a very, very tough persona i kind of agree with you in like the first two episodes of this it took me a little bit to get into the show but i genuinely i was just curious so i i stuck with it yeah i think the first two episodes they are kind of finding their footing and finding their voice i would agree because in the first two episodes i kind of felt like oh she's just doing what she always does She's just being Rosa Diaz, but now she's in the world of this post-apocalyptic yeah. car world of twisted metal. Yeah. I, I kind of had a little bit of hope for her in this series, weirdly enough, based on the movie Encanto. Have you seen that? It's a Disney I have film. Not, I've seen different scenes from it because okay. we come over here and your daughter is watching it. Yeah. Yeah. So... She plays the main character in Encanto. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's kind of the, um, I forget what her name is, but she's like the main nerdy girl with the glasses. Okay. Um, I'm assuming Mirabelle. Some, That's her Some name. sort of standard Hispanic last name. Mir- yeah, Mirabelle <laughs> uh, Madrigal is their last name. But that's a very different role from Rosa Diaz. Oh, like, wow. I didn't, where, yeah, I didn't know she was a, is, is the lady of it, is Encanto a Disney film? Yeah. Yep. Okay, I didn't know she was a Disney princess or like in that realm. Yeah, yeah. So she plays the main character and it's a, a very like, I don't want to say that it's a happy role because the character's got a lot that they're dealing with in their family. Sure, but, she does brooding pretty good. Yeah, but she is a much more dynamic or has a much more dynamic range as a character than Rosa Diaz does. Rosa Diaz is very like flatline and, and a little bit deep voiced yeah. and tough and rough around the edges. And that's about it for that character. Right. So seeing, um, seeing Twisted Metal, knowing that she was the actress who played uh, Mirabelle in Encanto, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more just to see that range. And I was happy to see that a little bit through it. I really like her as an actress. I love her in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. And now I kind of, like, after seeing this, I really, just overall, I think she's great. Yeah. Like, obviously, she does that kind of snarky, just hard-nosed, I'm not going to give, like, emotionless, cold character. She does that great. Yeah. That's where she really shines. But it's, I love seeing her laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like I don't know how she is in real life, but she does it so well that when she does laugh or when she does smile, like, it feels refreshing. Sure. Yeah, I get that. I get that. 
Can uh, if you had to pick, I'm curious on this because I have an answer. But if you had to pick your least favorite character, or maybe the worst character in the show, who would it be for you? As far as like, who do I think did a who was the I, most just, unbelievable actor? No, just or? who's the worst? Who? Which character do I like the least? Yeah, sure. Do obviously Nev Campbell. Which one's Nev Campbell? The lady who hired John for the job. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've got a different answer for that. Okay. It's Stu. You don't like Stu? I hate Stu. You know, actually, I get that. Because where where we've talked about, this is like a comedy action. Yeah. When, god damn, who plays John Doe? Why, Anthony Mackie? Anthony Mackie's, yeah. his name just like fully blanked on me. When he does his comedy, when he's doing these comedy scenes, it feels organic. It feels fun. Same with Stephanie Beatrice playing quiet. Same with Thomas Hayden church. He plays that straight nose and like his comedy kind of comes from sure. Like from the fact that he's so serious, right? The guy who plays Stu, it is like they have lines for him that just feel like, like out of place. They're so over the top and he's, obviously like this is meant to be a goofy character. He's the worst character. Well, like they fall out of when they towards the end mm-hmm. when he shoots, he finally like mans up and shoots Sweet Tooth. Yeah. And they fall out of the back. of the, They jump out of the back of the truck. Yeah. And his best buddy, uh, Mike, he's like, oh, man, I oh, I think I'm hurt. And he's like, I think I skinned my sack. <laughs> like he does have some like like just obvious and overly stupid lines yeah yeah i felt like he was he's peter griffin sweet tooth is not peter griffin fucking mike mitchell <laughs> is peter griffin i felt like oh my gosh i hated that character so much he was such a i just wanted to hit him i wanted him to die <laughs> so much i was just ready for that character to end i was so done with him Okay, I fully get that. Yeah, I was just done with him. Actually, you've swayed my opinion. I agree with you. Because, <laughs> I, dude, I fucking love Neb Campbell. Wild things? I mean, One hour, 26 minutes into it? Are you kidding? With Denise Richards? Are you kidding me? I there don't is actually, that. I don't actually know if that's the timestamp, but... <laughs> the whole movie's but, probably an hour but and yeah, 26. No, I, dude, I love Scream. I love Neb Campbell. Yeah. She's in, a, um, she's in another series right now called The Lincoln Lawyer on Netflix. Oh, I've... Kendra's had me watch a couple episodes of that. Yeah. I enjoy it. Dude, I love law drama. I don't know why, but give me a good law courtroom series. Fucking love it. I eat it up. I I get it. I yeah. th- I think there's just something inherently dynamic about yeah. uh like the court of law. Yeah. Was so was Stu did have you seen Cobra Kai? Have no. Seen, uh okay. See, I know I saw Karate Kid uh-huh. as a child. Yeah. I don't really remember it. It's just never been something that resonated. With okay, me. that's fair. That's fair. So I, Cobra Kai just doesn't interest me. I kind of get that because Cobra Kai's. It's um. I tell you what, the first season of Cobra Kai is pretty solid. I've heard really good things. Yeah, it's pretty solid. But once again, I just don't have the nostalgia of Karate Kid. Yeah, I think that I just have the nostalgia of karate in general. Sure. So yeah. I was all about Cobra Kai for the first couple of seasons. And what's his nuts became the blue beetle for that series too. But at, anyway, the reason I bring that up is because I think that Stu is in Cobra Kai. I think 
and he plays a character very similar if that is him. If not, there's a guy who looks just like him. The fat, bumbling idiot. Yes. And it is, it's an overdone character. Yeah. They're, they're a dime a dozen. Yeah. So I, I, I get it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I just did not care for Stu that much. How did you feel about Sweet Tooth as a whole? Did you like Sweet Tooth in this? Or like, I, where, where were you at? I did. I, I like Will Arnett. I like Will Arnett too. For he's, the most part. He's always just, he's one of those people though. He's kind of like Seth Rogen or Will Ferrell where he's just always doing Will Arnett, which I think is a great, I think Will Arnett is awesome. Sure. You're not going to get much else from him. But though. yeah. So it's like, what What do you say? Like, yeah, he did Will Arnett. He does it awesome. I love Lego Master. Mm-hmm. He's the only reason I watch Lego Master because the other two hosts are fucking dorks that build Legos and should not be on TV. Well, that don't get me started on those goddamn Lego Masters that have they ain't got no Riz, Micah. They don't have any Riz. They but ain't they're got Lego no Master Store. I cannot <laughs> stand them. They dress them up like they dress them up in these outfits. And are you telling me you, you don't mean, like the Irish chick? Yes, her. She she shouldn't be on TV. <laughs> she shouldn't be on TV. I'm. She's a very intelligent person. Uh huh. She's a very beautiful woman. Sure. She is not. She does not have the riz, dog. She don't have be, the riz. No cap. She no cap. She ain't got the riz to get that bag, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like no. She just. She is not her and the other guy. Yeah, I don't uh, remember Jamie, his name. I believe his yes, name is. Yes, yes, it is Jamie. They just don't have the charisma to be on television. Will Arnett carries that show. Oftentimes there are contestants with more charisma and more personality than the two two of the three hosts on that show. Yeah, I would agree with that. In any case, long story short, I love Will Arnett. He's great. I don't have a ton to say about it though because it's like he just does Will Arnett stuff. It's good. I, it's fine. Yeah. Once again, Twisted Metal doesn't have a really deep storyline. So I think it's a fine fit because there's not really a voice that they need to. Em- sure. They, that they need to like emulate. And, you know, 100 percent that it leads you to think that Sweet Tooth has died because they run him over. But he's not dead. Uh, no, of course he's There's not. No also, way. Agent Stone is not dead. Yeah. This this is another thing I wanted to talk about. I love the scene at the end where Quiet's character, this whole time Stone has been the main antagonist of the of the show. Mm-hmm. She wants, all she wants is to kill him. She finally gets the chance and her character says, you know what? I'm, yeah, I'm not going to do I'm that. I'm better than Stone. Yeah. What I like, I liked that arc. That's a good classic arc where a character who is driven by vengeance says, you know what? I'm better than vengeance. I'm not going to let it continue to ruin my life. I don't think that I would be in that situation. So she says, you know what? She does what he did to her and says, here, here's a gun or her brother. Rather, here's a gun. You can either kill yourself and die fast or you can die slow and painfully. So he puts the gun to his head and then it flashes to the car quiet and John are driving away and you hear the gunshot Mm -hmm. and all is resolved. We know that he has killed himself. 
I guarantee you the first, the end of the first episode of the second season, they're going <laughs> to do a flashback to them driving off. Stone is holding the gun to his head, and then he instead points it to the air and shoots up. Stone yeah. is not dead. He will make a return. The character, Thomas Hayden Church, that character is too good to go away. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Thomas Hayden Church, uh, Agent Stone is not dead. You know, there's no way Sweet Tooth is dead. No way. Not even a chance. No way. He's got to be in the tournament. He is the face of the franchise. Yeah. Yeah, he absolutely is. So, And even though I know those things, I'm still fine with it. Yeah. I, I think it's a great way to, I, I think overall the arc of the story was good. Sure. Yeah. It, and yeah, I don't know, man. Talking about this now, it, it is getting me more excited for a second season. Because once, yeah, that last episode where you get the big battle royale, mm-hmm. it was awesome. It was awesome. It, they did. It was it really, really fun. Was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I really do think that it's a, this is what we want to do, but we don't have enough money to do it well. So let's build up to it. Do a good story so that people like it, so that we can guarantee a second season, so that we can guarantee more funding, so that we can do what people actually expect from Twisted Metal. That's what I think is happening in this. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I so, think, so the one thing I did say I wanted to come back to okay. is John's relationship with his car. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think probably my favorite episode of the show is the episode, it is simply entitled Evelyn. Because I like what they did when they named the shows. All the or all the episodes are, the name of the episode is written as if it were a vanity plate. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. So okay. like episode two is Three Ring Circus, but it's three R-N-C-R-C-1-S. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay so yeah if you actually look at the episode titles they're written as vanity as vanity plates. plates that's cool so i believe it's episode eight is just entitled evelyn uh john's subaru yep and you get john's whole backstory of how he woke up full-on amnesia mm-hmm. as like a 10 year old kid yeah the world has ended but he he just wakes up doesn't know where he is and he ends up finding this car He's wandering around lost and he finds this car and that becomes his home and he's fully alone. It becomes his best friend and it explores this really unique relationship of his lover, his wife, his home, his best friend is this car. It's everything to him. Yeah. What I like about that is it really dives into this like unique relationship that we as people have with our automobiles. Yeah. You know, a lot of people na- do name their cars. That's true. Yeah. I named and a lot of mine. I, yeah. And I am somebody who I love to drive and you don't even have to be somebody who knows about uh, mechanical stuff, knows how to fix your car, but we all have this like unique. I, I think that's part of like what appeals about twisted metal is just humans in general, we have this very special relationship with the cars that we drive. An interesting thing to kind of go along with that is there's a book. Oh man, I've got to look it up now. It's basic. It's a, it's a book that is 
all about sequential illustration, or it's the art of comic books. And it's a textbook, it's a theory-based book, but it's written by somebody who does artwork. So it's written by a guy named Bob McLeod, and the basic, the book is in general a comic book, but it talks about how we perceive um, art and how we identify and throw ourselves into art, and it uses the car as an analogy as an extension of ourself, as an extension of our identity. Absolutely. And yeah. so the cool thing that it talks about is if somebody cuts you off, you don't go, oh, they cut, you know, they got in front of my car. It's they got in front of me. Like you go and start to control this car. And because you're controlling it, it becomes an extension of your identity as you're controlling it. And so just to, what you said there really reminded me of that, where we really do take ownership with the vehicles that we drive, but it's even more than this is my car. We start to identify so much with the ownership of that car that it becomes a part of us in general. It absolutely does, man. I mean, I think for most people, maybe not most people, but certainly a lot of people, like your car is your most prized and cherished possession. Yeah. If if somebody were to scratch your car or if you got into a small fender bender where just maybe just your bumper got dinged, dude, that can be a huge deal. You, like you feel it. I mean I've never heard it put that way, yeah. but that is exactly the thing. If somebody cuts me off, I'm they cut me off. Like yeah. this thing is part of you. Yeah. Like you have a you're you know what I mean? When you drive your car, it has, you drive somebody else's car and the pedal feels weird. Yeah. And yeah. This, the way it steers feels weird. And the buttons aren't exactly where you know there are. When you get a new car, it takes a while to learn. And then once you really know, that first time you just, without looking, you press a specific button to turn on the air or to turn on the four ways, whatever yeah. it is. You're not even And you looking. don't even have to look. And you, just, yeah. you have this sense of pride where it's like, you and your car have this very unique, special relationship. Yeah, or or like the motor shifts, and and, and, and you understand that that's a normal thing. Exactly. Or or when the motor shifts, and you're like, oh, that's a little bit different. And it feels fun. Yeah, like because I'm somebody who my happy place is driving in a car. I love, you know, you pick your spots, and there's no traffic ahead of you or behind you, and you can just kind of like really let on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. What I'm getting at is that episode of Evelyn really kind of like dives into that emotional relationship that we have with our cars. Yeah, I can see that for I, sure. I feel like the whole series kind of does that. Yeah. In in that episode, especially because he ends up having to lose the, the car. Yeah. But it's it's more you than feel his pain. Yeah. It, it's like this emotional. It, it's as if he watched his dog die or his child, or sure. his best friend, and you feel it the same way, and it's a fucking car, but because they've done such a great job of building up how his relationship evolved with his vehicle, his item, mm -hmm. that, yeah. like, you feel it the same way as if it were a person. Yeah, and it, and it is very clearly more than a car to him. Yeah. Right? And they illustrate that, I think, pretty effectively. So that is that is pretty cool. That was a pretty cool episode. And I do think, on the other hand, Quiet being so pissed off that he leaves her 
for because they're they're like getting ready to leave. They've got the clear. They can book it. But the car is still stuck, you know, with I forget what like the holy men or whatever what yeah. they were called. And he goes back to get the car. And I completely understand her reasoning, too. She's like, it's a fucking car. Dude, yeah, no, the scene when he gets back to her, Mm -hmm. because she's about to get killed by a vulture. Yeah. And the convoy shows up, they kill the vulture, and she's like, how'd you guys know I was here? And then he pops back up, he's like, because I told him you would be. Yeah. And they have this awkward moment where she's like, I thought you were dead. He's like, no, where's Evelyn? And he goes, she didn't make it. And she just goes, well, then I guess it was worth it, huh? Yeah. And walks, and it, dude, it's fucking heart-wrenching. Yeah. Like, yeah. Their, their dynamic, way better than I expected it would be. I Yeah, I would agree with that. I still think that it's an unstable relationship. Oh, like, <laughs> through and for, through. For sure. They're both, they're <laughs> there, both uh, there was, unhealthy. Yeah, there was <laughs> a lot of like, I love you, I hate you. Fine, leave. Yeah. Let's stay together forever. Let's be partners. I hate you again. <laughs> Dude, yeah. It was a lot of that. It's fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thankful that I'm not in one of those relationships. I don't think I can handle it. Yeah. But overall, dude, I liked the show. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I would have liked a little bit more Twisted Metal in my Twisted Metal TV show. But other than that, I think it was pretty solid. Alrighty, well, we are reaching that time. All right. So let's move into ratings on a scale. Oh, actually, real quick, before we get to the ratings. Yeah. Dude, didn't you love that they had to find a way to pay homage to the fact that Sweet Tooth's head is always on fire in the game? <laughs> so he pours lighter fluid on his head. So it just and stays just lit. Tries around with lighter fluid on his head. Yeah. That was a little zany. It was a little zany, but I can appreciate a little zany. It was fun. With Twisted Metal, I'm kind of expecting yeah. a little zany. Like, I, this show did a great job of being like, yes, it's a silly concept. Yeah. We're not taking ourselves seriously. They did yeah. a, They nailed it perfectly. Yeah. You know what's funny is that I wouldn't have... Because Death Race came out like 10 years ago. Do you remember that movie, Death Race, with Jason Statham? Yes. And the previews came out, and before they said Death Race on the on the end of it, saying what the movie name was, people legitimately were like, oh, it's Twisted Metal. Yeah, it's the Twisted Metal It's movie. the Twisted Metal, right? So I think that with this movie, taking it with a comedic approach was smart. It's not something that I honestly would have thought to do if it were up to me. I don't think that I'd have done that approach, but I feel like it was the smart thing to do because it is a little zany. Like the games are a little bit goofy. Yeah. An action comedy series, perfect way to approach it. Because honestly, as a movie, I don't think it would have worked. As a movie, no. I don't think because so Because you couldn't have gotten all the, you couldn't have gotten that silly zany aspect mm-hmm. as well as that like heartfelt romantic comedy and like true emotional stuff that they got in. Yeah. Cause that's the stuff that hooked you. And then the stuff that really is fun, they were able to do and execute. Well, yeah. so I don't think they could have done it in a movie. I think it was a really smart choice to do it as a series. In any case, ratings on a scale of one to 55 I t- I'm, I'm one out of ten is just boring, bumming me out. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I can't drive fifty-five on a scale of one to fifty-five. <laughs> oh 
Okay. Uh, you talking speed limit here? Yeah. On a scale of one to 55 flaming clown heads. Ooh. And you can go above the speed limit if you choose. Oh, that's interesting. I'm just, ma- I'm just making the rating <laughs> scale completely nonsensical. Uh, yeah, let's go 42 flaming clown heads out of 55. Okay. I think, I think overall, I enjoyed this show. Um, it wasn't exactly what I was expecting, but I also don't know what I was expecting. But whatever I was expecting, this wasn't necessarily it. Sure, yeah. So I, I liked a lot of it. I think that it was good. Uh, I will, if, if season two happens, I'm in 100%. And I would absolutely recommend this to somebody else, especially if they were Twisted Metal fans from back in the day. I mean, playing split screen Twisted Metal on the PlayStation, dude, those are some good days. Oh, and, for sure. And and being able to relive that, even if it's for a little bit in that last episode, so much fun. Yeah. Also, all not only that, not only is it nostalgic to the game, it's nostalgic to the time period of when those games were popular. Yeah. Because they did a brilliant thing of being like, okay, the world ended in like... 2000 yeah or something like that Mm -hmm. so all the references are all the music and the references are from that time period yeah yeah that's so they they obviously sweet tooth and john have that bonding moment over cisco the thong song yes and i love that because he's beating the shit out of john and in the background cisco's thong song is playing Mm -hmm. and as he's beating up john He's singing the lyrics. And then John starts singing the lyrics of Cisco as well. Yeah. My, let me see that thong. Yeah. And when he starts singing, Sweet Tooth stops beating him up and he goes, wait, do you idolize the golden haired god as well? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Do you remember Cisco's stupid ass hair? Yeah. Where silver and gold and shit. Yeah. And, and I liked the Hanson uh, thing as well where- yeah. They're like, oh yeah, Ep- song number three is pretty solid, and it's Mbop. Yes. And do, to be honest, that album, I don't remember much of that album. I think we've talked about this before. The first album I ever owned, yeah, Hanson's Mbop. Yeah. the The yearbook song, the last song of that album, was awesome. I don't know why I like that song so much, but I really enjoyed that song. So those cuties really could. Yeah, they could jam. Yeah. Whatever happened to fucking Hanson? I mean, they kept making music, but they, you know, one of them has to be dead of a drug overdose at this point, right? I mean, there's three of them statistically. Sure. Yeah. I have a computer in front of me. I could look it up. I'm just going to wildly speculate. One. Did you know one of the members of Hanson died of a drug overdose? You know, I didn't (laughs) know, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. Seems to make sense. Yeah, uh, so the nostalgia factor, awesome. So 44? Yeah, we'll go with 44. Is that what you said? Yeah. You said 40-something out of 55. He's yep. going a little bit below the speed limit. but a little not, bit. But he's got his four ways on. Don't worry, he's not going too slow. Yeah. It's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty solid Pretty solid recommendation. I, I would recommend it to, to those who are like, hey, is yeah. Twisted Metal any good? I'm like, you should watch it. Isn't it just way better than you expected it would be? Um... Sure. Okay. 
Yeah. Like, I don't know. I saw the preview and I was like, why would they do that? It's going to be yeah. awful. See, for me, I see the presence of a Twisted Metal TV show. And there is a part of me, maybe it's the inner child that goes, oh, man, I hope this is really good. I hope this is really good. The cynical adult kind of takes a step back and just like lets the child have its day in in those scenarios. Because if you were to ask me as an adult, yeah, probably it's not going to be very good. But that part of me, for whatever reason, shuts up when I hear that there's a Twisted Metal TV show. Yeah, much, much better than I expected. That's why I think in general, they have gotten better at taking video games and turning them into TV and movies. They so, have, yeah, over the Because think about the track record. I mean, you have like Mortal Kombat movies, which are generally panned as being terrible. Sure. I loved them, but I was also a kid when they came out. So like, I recognize they're not good, but I have nostalgia. The, the first one was like bad good. It was cheesy and you could have fun watching it, even yeah. though it technically wasn't a good film. Yeah. Um, like World of Warcraft, they made a movie of very bad. Dude, fuck you. The World of Warcraft. Oh, wait, hold. No. Yeah. The, uh, hold on. Hold on. Are you talking? What movie are you talking about? The World of Warcraft movie. But with what? But what World of War? Okay. So there's a movie that's just called Warcraft. The, the one that was in theaters, the big, like very expensive, like budget that flopped super hard Warcraft movie. Was I it? didn't care for it. It was like all CGI because it's tons of fucking orcs. Well, yeah, because it's Warcraft. Yeah. In it, I don't want to get bogged down in this, but I didn't like it. Is it this one? Is it this movie? This one right here? With. Yep. With. um Yeah. Uh, what's his nuts? Is it Ben Foster? Is that his name? That's the movie. Yeah. The- Dude, fuck you. That movie was pretty <laughs> awesome. I enjoyed that movie so much. I mean, okay, I saw it in theaters, and I remember thinking, like, it was okay, but, like, it just, oh. I don't know. The Assassin's Creed movie? Awful. Fucking bad. Yeah. Like, I, I just think, generally, there's not a great track record of... I mean, the Tomb Raider films, vi- not great. Exactly. Yeah. Just not a good track record. hmm They've kind of been figuring out how to do it. Think, The Last of Us. Sure, I've heard inc- that that was good. Very Incredible. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Pretty solid. Ver- especially versus the one from the 90s with well, they, John yeah. Leguizamo. Yeah. Like, it's a very silly movie, but just, you know, not good. Yeah. Uh, gosh, there's no... Oh, Arcane, which is based Oh, dude, Arcane on- was great. Yeah, yeah, off of League of Legends. Yeah. Yeah. And then this one. And they all kind of... They've kind of figured out you don't just have to make a bad action movie to make a to make a video game into a different media yeah they kind of all picked their lane and dialed into what is good about that and made it fun like the last of us a great dramatic show yeah arcane a really great animated series action animated series twisted metal they leaned into what is good about it sure it's 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 fun and it's also action it's like a comedy action they nailed it so in that aspect, it gives me hope that maybe later coming down the line, there's going to be more shows, films based off video games that I loved playing mm-hmm. that don't just end up being a cheesy action flick. Sure. I mean, let's look at Sonic, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sonic. Sonic, well. Sonic was a good was a good one. Once again, they leaned in perfectly. It's yeah. just about finding that lane, like what makes that thing good and kind of just leaning into it. Yeah, so. I would agree. I would agree. 
All right. We're getting a little bit long. So, Micah, mm-hmm. what are we going to be talking about next week? Dude, I uh, I think it's about time that we touch base on one of my favorite musicians of all time. One okay. of my favorite of all time. It's a guy named Ben Folds. I'm familiar with Ben Folds. The name. Okay. I know that you love Ben Folds. I know he's a piano guy. He is a piano guy. I'm familiar with like one of his songs. Is it Rock in the Suburbs? No. Okay. It's a song he does with a female singer. Okay. You don't know me. Oh, yeah, you yeah. don't know me at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's off of his Way to Normal CD. Okay. So there's one song. Kendra and I fucking love that song. Yeah. Aside from that, I I think I may have heard one or two songs here or there. Okay. I'm a little bit familiar with him, but like overall, I really don't know his music. I couldn't tell you a single song aside from that one. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Ben Folds was in a group called Ben Folds 5 before he was just Ben Folds. Okay. Um, there were two other people in the band that had the first name Ben. I don't know where Ben Folds 5 came from. I don't know where that number came from because there was three of them. But they had a couple of songs called Army or Brick. Those are kind of the biggest songs that they had as a group. Then Ben Folds started doing his own stuff afterwards. He came out with an album called Rockin' the Suburbs. And that's the album that we need to listen to. I think that it's either his first or his second album solo from Ben Folds 5. Okay. But it is, it's one of those albums that transitioned me into a different style of music. Okay. Like, it is just, it's a mix of pop and snarky sarcasm Okay. with piano music. That's what it is. Dig it. Okay. Um, so it's one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, I'm, I'm not sure where you're going to land on it. I hope that you will like it, but maybe you won't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if anybody likes Ben Folds as much as I do. (laughs) So, so there's that. I find a lot of things to appreciate in the music. Um, and it's not a lot of things that I like are a little bit on the heavier side. This is not that at all. It's not heavy at all. Um, so in, in addition to that, I'm fairly certain I'll research before our next episode, but I am fairly certain that he does everything that you are listening to. He plays the piano. He plays the guitar. He does the drums. He does the bass. He does all the vocals. He mixes it. He does everything. I like, I like guys that do that. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. Um, so that's what we're going to be getting into the album rock in the suburbs by Ben folds. It's a, banger of an album it's so good for me I, I just fucking love it right on so um that's what we are going to get into next week all right next week folks you heard it here ben folds his album rock in the suburbs yep so what do you guys think on twisted metal were you in the same camp that we were because i think that both of us i mean obviously thor liked it i ended up liking it quite as well where are you at um also, did you know, Thor, that we have people listening in France? Oh, France. Yeah, we've got the fancy people listening to us, which I mean, I'm pretty honored on that end. So if you're in France and you're listening to this and you have something to recommend to us, I would love for you to send us an email. You can find us at getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. He fucking nailed it. <laughs> 
Um, you can also find us on Instagram at Get Wrecked. Are we at Get Wrecked Podcast at just at Get Wrecked for the Instagram? What's our, yeah, what's uh, our tag Facebook for that? and Instagram. Uh, it's just at Get Wrecked Podcast. Once again, it's Get Wrecked, G-I-T-R-E-C-D. Um, Facebook, Instagram, nowhere else. Because <laughs> frankly, we're, frankly, we're old. And I mean, actually, if you're listening to this, go just give us a follow. Just give us a follow. It means nothing to you. It means everything to us. Uh, if you're listening to this, follow us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to us. Uh, subscribe, follow. Once again, it's a minimal thing for you. It means a lot to us. Yeah. And we actually have seen a fair amount of growth recently within those last month, especially. Um, let's keep that going. That's awesome. It's great to see. I'm, I'm glad to see that. I hope that people are enjoying what we're doing. Um, that being said, this is just a stupid little podcast that we are doing for our own entertainment. Uh, but if it entertains you guys as well, that makes us all the more happy. Yeah. Give us some love. Yeah. So with that being said, until next time, folks, as always, you get wrecked out there. Stay wrecked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stick it up, it up, it up, it up, it up,